Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The Cowboys, bad loss, bad loss yesterday to the Washington football team. 41-16, to 16, issues Oof. all over the football field. Issues with the running back, issues with the offensive line, injuries with the offensive line, I should say. Dropping the football, the defense, coaching decisions, play calling, and so... What happens with the Cowboys now going forward? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And there's a lot of question marks surrounding this Dallas Cowboys team. And I know they're only a game back, really, in the NFC East. But it just feels like nothing can really go their way. In fact, earlier today, we were talking to Todd Archer, ESPN Cowboys reporter, here and on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And he said, essentially, you're going to blame Mike McCarthy for all the issues that the Cowboys are having right now. Take a listen. Mike McCarthy's first year has been anything but what anybody would have expected. And it just looks disorganized. He thought coming from that Minnesota game, okay, that's what the team he thought that they were going to look like after they locked back. And then they go back to what they look like early in the season. They can't stop the run. They turn the ball over too much. They make poor special teams decision. By the way, guys, they had to call a timeout in the second half because they had 14 guys on the field. Not 12, (laughs) not 10, 14. Three guys ran off the field. Like, where's the organization? And I think that falls on Mike McCarthy. He's made some strange decisions this year that may be analytics-based and may not be analytics-based at at different times in games. He's going to get a benefit of the doubt year this year because of everything with COVID and, and all the injuries, losing Dak and things like that. But he, he's going to enter 2021 with, I hate the term hot seat, but I think it'll be at least be warm as he's entering it. And it's only going to be his second season as coach. So that's the interesting point right there from Todd Archer. Like, yes. And I asked him to pinpoint the blame. That was my question to him. And he said, it falls on the head coach at this point, the 14 men on the field thing. I don't remember that penalty, but that is a glaring problem. Like, never should you ever have that, especially when you're losing a football game. The other issue with the coaching staff yesterday, the fake punt. You and I were watching it at home on our couch. We had just finished eating a big Thanksgiving meal. and For the second time around. For the second time, yeah, we, we ran it back. Um, and both of us almost at the same time, what is going on? What are the Cowboys doing with this fake punt? Here's the scenarios. Fourth and 10 at their own 24. Fourth and 10 on their own 24, and they run a fake punt that was easily maybe, recognized. Maybe the worst I've seen in my lifetime. It was easily recognized. Fake punt attempts uh, in that scenario and just how, how badly it was snuffed out. Look, it's Mike McCarthy. He's Dallas Cowboys coach. Everything's going to be amplified. It's a polarizing team. Everything, especially on Thanksgiving on that stage when you look like that, not only the fake punt, but the fourth and one, fourth and inches, not using Ezekiel Elliott there. We paid all that money. There's a few questionable decisions there. That being said, this was a season coming in where I wasn't high on the Cowboys coming into the season with all that talent, although I was high on them yesterday uh, to win because I thought the opportunity presented itself. But keep in mind what Mike McCarthy in year one for the Dallas Cowboys has had to digest and then move forward and and stomach and then move forward and try and win games. He's lost his franchise quarterback. He's had other injuries on that defense. The offensive line is depleted. It was a short season coming in, and it's year one for Mike McCarthy in Dallas. But, Jordan, I'm going to interrupt you because with all that being said, why wouldn't you play call more conservative? Why wouldn't you err on the side of caution with your football team? Why would you go for a fake punt? 
Why wouldn't you I, utilize but, but, and but, work with your running back so he doesn't fumble the football I'm so much? I'm speaking to the audience. It's like Mike McCarthy's got to go. A, that's not the case because Jerry Jones brought in this guy and he's not just going to flip and say, oh, that one year was really bad. It's set up to be a bad year in a lot of ways for a guy like Mike McCarthy. Again, another thing that I don't think is quite talked, quite talked about enough with the NFC East, and as bad as it's been, Eagles riddle with injury. Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl. But the other three coaches in the NFC East are first-year coaches. First-year coaches taking over franchises in the COVID era that haven't had the opportunity to line up a franchise like they would want. And, oh, by the way, all the attrition with COVID, following protocol, guys, uh, guys being injured, guys not being able to play from week to week. Those things aren't set up beautifully for you to just come in seamlessly and elevate a franchise in year one. Oh, by the way, Matt Rule, one of those other new quarterbacks, how's Carolina look? Um, like coaches, yeah, new coaches. What did I say? Quarterbacks. New okay. new coaches in this in this in this National Football League. How are they looking? Like these coaches can be capable coaches. It's just not shined up for them to look fantastic in their Sunday's best in this season. There's a lot of questions with the Cowboys. I'm just not ready to be one of those that piles on despite the head-scratching, bewildering decisions that Mike McCarthy made yesterday on that stage on Thanksgiving to say he's not capable of running this franchise. I just can't do that yet. You want patience. You allowed me to grow into the man that I ultimately am today, which I feel like is a good one. I gave you a short leash, though. (laughs) If you made that knee-jerk reaction right away, Instead of just saying, hey, he's maybe a product of this environment right now. He's a young guy. He's a young gunner. He's out here doing his thing. You waited on the long play, and I'd like to think it paid off. The Cowboys need to still believe in Mike McCarthy. Yesterday, you hope that doesn't become the norm, but he's an established coach. I do believe he knows what he's doing, and I don't think it's fair to judge him off this season. Okay, that's nice of you. I disagree. Um, is Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. If you're listening and you're like, why are they talking to each other like that? Uh, that's because we're married. That's because um, you're mean. That's why she's talking to me like this. Excuse you. Today. How am I mean? You've been snapping. Maybe more off off screen. So maybe I pulled back the curtain. You've been, you've been a little bit on me today, a little bit. Yeah, deservedly so, though. And I won't pull back the curtain any more than that. But you have grown into a oh, wonderful co- husband. Co-signatures from the rest of the production team here. That's right. It's true. Pat Costello uh, believes back, I'm in the wrong. Back to Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and, Jordan, you're giving him the benefit James, of the doubt. Excuse night. me. James was the one who said You're that. giving him the benefit of the doubt in Mike McCarthy. I know he's all upset that uh, people are taking my side. It's just the James. nature of the business. Um, uh, Mike McCarthy, you believe in him as a head coach because he's an established head coach. That he is. Yes. That he is. And you I don't understand think he's fighting a, a tough uphill battle this season? Jordan, everyone in America is fighting a tough keep uphill doing battle. The everyone thing. Why? Because how the, how the Dallas Cowboys are built. This is a team that's built off the success of the offensive line, is the oh, brainchild God, of on. it all there. That has nothing to the do with the play calling capability. Andy Dalton. The defense has had injuries there. Come on. I don't think this is fair to do all this to Mike McCarthy. Stars aren't making plays. Ezekiel Elliott hates holding a football. It makes him uncomfortable. So work with your $90 million running back to figure out how to hold on to a football. Don't let him just run around with his crop top Short doing the season. eating motion. Work with him. Figure out a way. I know I know. Ezekiel Elliott has taken it upon himself to work on the fumbling issues. Whatever he's doing himself ain't working. Figure out a way. Do you think Mike McCarthy's not capable or fit to lead this team? I'm not saying that, but I think instead of defending like he did earlier, defending his fake punt or defending the things that are going around him, or and I'm not saying he's doing this. Those plays but work instead of he's using, heralded a genius. I'm talking. Instead of using it. <laughs> My fault. 
I'm just saying, instead of using things as an excuse, like being the Dallas Cowboys head coach or injuries or these play calls that he says you you have to take risks. No, no. You need to be more conservative with a football team that is plagued by injuries, doesn't have their starting quarterback, but does have a lot of their stars on the offensive side of the ball, outside of the offensive line, still playing, and you're not utilizing them. There is no excuse for a Dallas Cowboys team to go out yesterday and put up only 16 points and have your star $90 million running back only put up 32 yards. There's absolutely no excuse for it, and I'm not going to make excuses for Mike McCarthy at all. He's in year one of a five-year contract, and Todd Archer, our Cowboys insider, even said he is on a hot seat. He's got a warm seat already, and it's only year one. There's no patience in Dallas. It's kind of like me. There's no patience here either. Sorry, are you upset that I told you to stop talking? No, I'm just going to wait for you to be done. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is be scolded for a 74th time on air today. So, <laughs> so I'll make sure you've gotten it all out. Have you gotten all of your okay, opinions out? You, but you, you can't interrupt. You can't interrupt Shay. Jordan. We were talking to Gary Barta earlier. You interrupted me on my question. You've been interrupting me this whole time. I just eventually had to tell you to stop. And we're back to keeping score, <laughs> which is always a losing battle if you're in my shoes. When we start yes. keeping score. You have a retort we, for are, everything. Are we bringing a friend on a show here soon? All right. We're asking Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation, who will be better next year? Is it the Cowboys or the Texans? Jordan has been high on the Cowboys even yesterday before I, the no. game. <laughs> I, the Texans. I've been high on the Texans. Me, I've been right. 70% of you have said the Texans. They agree with me. Not you. They agree with me. I'm keeping score. Just hit us up on the Dr. Trapper Twitter feed and say, uh, okay, someone, I'm sorry, at the NR, NR hour. I always have issues reading Twitter handles because they're creative. You just got issues. I can't. You just got issues. Oh, now we're doing that? I think we might just start an all out an all out argument today. <laughs> at, we had the holiday feels yesterday. We're imploding before your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. At the NR hour. Just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said the Dallas Cowboys will be better next year because Dak Prescott will be back. We will improve our defense and add more pieces to the offense. How many more pieces do you want to your offense? Just add to your offensive line. That's all you need. You already got all the pieces you could possibly want in the world. Unbelievable. But hey, someone agreed with you. That's exciting, right? Don't you patronize me over there. <laughs> We're happy. Someone is agreeing with you. I, I just think it's it's very obvious that the, the Dallas Cowboys are in a position to be very good next year. And I also think that we haven't seen what Coach McCarthy's truly capable of doing there in Dallas when he has a true offseason and a true preseason to prepare to make Dallas good. And when Dak Prescott returns, and if that defense can make some improvements, some of those young stars can be better, they can build a little bit more in the draft, Dallas is going to be a very talented team and one worth having your eye on next season. This season, quite simply, was it, it was blown away the opportunity for any optimism there with all that they faced. And it started with the injuries on their offensive line. When you think of Dallas, you immediately think offensive line and playmakers. And, and, and an offense that puts up a lot of numbers. They were doing that before Dak Prescott went down. The defense, historically awful. But the defense has taken some strides here, and the defense is only going to improve. When it all comes back together, you're going to want the Cowboys over the Texans. Oh, I don't care what the public says. My, my poor husband just sounds so defeated. I actually take pride in that. That's good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you sound defeated. I've worn you down. I finally have done it. Keisha and Jay Will and Zubin is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now Straight Talk Wireless is new. Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at com slash straight talk limitations. And exclusions do apply.
All right, we are pleased to welcome in our old co-worker, one oh, of God. our dear friends, Tom Waddle. He's the host of Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Big bro. My hometown. Tommy yeah. Waddle, how are you? Hey, I'm well. How are you? The operative word there was old as well. <laughs> uh, I, I am old. Uh, but but happy Thanksgiving to you both. Um, I heard the, uh, the, the argument you were having. Uh, I have no sympathy for Dallas Cowboy fans as a Bears fan right now. Thank you. But uh, regardless of that, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased to hear both of your voices and very happy for the success that you're both having. So it's a joy to be with you this Friday after Thanksgiving. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate that. Uh, let's get into our Chicago Bears here because, oof, I, I don't know what is going on on the offensive side of the ball, but maybe you can clear some things up for me. First of all, it looks like Mitch Trubisky has been taking the majority of the snaps this week. I know Matt Nagy hasn't committed to him as a starter, but it looks like all signs are pointing to him as being the starter Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers. So let's just let's just go with that. Let's say Trubisky is the starter. Is there reason for optimism? Like we're going to see a new Mitchell Trubisky come out on Sunday against the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's tempered optimism. I would say would be the best way to describe it. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to morph into Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, but I think all things considered, I, this was a, a concept that, that I was an advocate of a couple of weeks ago. And not because I think, Mitch is going to – it's just going to click, and all of a sudden Mitch is going to be a difference-making quarterback. Based on the circumstances that this team finds themselves in, with an offensive line that is really struggling not only to create space in the running game, but to protect regardless of who it is, uh, to, to protect their quarterback, and the, the coach's complete resistance to making any types of changes um, – I think right now the best option is somebody that can buy some time with his feet and be a little bit more mobile. Our hope was when Nick Foles was, was given the job that he would be a significant upgrade, but, but the inaccuracy has been, um, you know, it's been it, it pretty much the same as what we saw with Mitch. Um, the offense has actually statistically performed worse. So at this point, I think a switch back, to Mitch, not just because Nick Foles is banged up, but I think it would be a prudent decision because at this point, this offense can't get anything right. And and for a, a quarterback who has a little bit of escapability, I think it would be an asset to them at this point. Yeah, Tommy, I happen to agree. I said at the very least, at least you get the legs of Mitch Trubisky where Nick Foles yep. is a statue in that pocket. So any sense of a pulse would be something and a, a market improvement. I, I look at Mitch Trubisky and I look at his confidence between the ears has been something where I, it feels like, especially at the start of this season, as he heard the rumblings. And now Nick Foles had been paid to be that guy waiting in the wings when Mitch tripped up. And we found out it was a short leash that Matt Nagy went to Nick Foles quicker than even a lot of us had imagined. Nick Foles didn't work. But now that Mitch is back, and he is that guy. Nick Foles is not necessarily ready to come off the sidelines, or at least we know who Nick Foles is now. Do you think Mitch can yeah. maybe up the ante and perform a little bit better because there's a confidence that I'm the only option right now? I think, Jordan, it comes down to whether or not the coach is willing to adjust to what he's got on his plate right now. And we came out of the 2019 season, and it wasn't a good season. They were 8-18, but it felt like 6-10, and and offensively, they were 29th in yards per game and 29th in points per game. And I, I was one that was more disappointed with the coach than I was the quarterback because I have limited expectations from Mitch. I just think, you know, he doesn't process things great. He's not a typical pocket passer. Uh, 
you know, the inaccuracy was on full display. I, I just had limited expectations for him. But I was, I was high on Matt Nagy's offensive acumen. And, you know, I was disappointed that they didn't put Mitch in a position to take advantage of what he did do well, which was get out on the edge and throw on the run and do some of the things that, that we saw him do successfully. So when they came out to start the season, the first couple of games of this year, and they had Mitch under center, they were running the ball out of the eye, and a lot of their, their, their pass plays were, came off of run looks, and Mitch was on the edge. And again, there was a lot of player air, because in the first three quarters of the first game, which I'm sure you guys watched, you know, Mitch was awful, and then they rallied back and beat Detroit. And then the next week against the Giants, they were good for two quarters, and then they were a disaster in the second half. And and, and, and so there are some deficiencies and some limitations, but I thought Matt did his best coaching job in the first two games of that season where they focused on the run. They protected Mitch. They gave him a lot of one and two read throws. And I was like, you know, maybe he finally learned his lesson. Well, when they got the opportunity to make the switch and go to Nick and open up that playbook, you know, they thought it was all going to be fine. I think, to, long story short, to go back to it, I think if Matt goes back to the offense that he asked Mitch to run in the first couple games of the season where they were focused on running the football, not a few times, but, but, but they were going to stick with running the ball and take some pressure off of Mitch and get him on the edge, I think there's a chance that they can get a spark from him. But again, their long-term answer at quarterback is not on their roster, and I think Mitch gives them the best chance to win now because of the circumstances that we discussed, but I don't have lofty expectations that it's just clicked for him. Lovely. Uh, this is Tom Waddle. We're talking to <laughs> co-host of Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He's giving me everything I need to hear, being a Chicago Bears truth. fan I mean, the truth and hurts. being from Chicago. In reality, Shay, let me just, for perspective, you know, if you go back to week 11 and, and you covered this team as well as anybody, you go back to week 11 of 2018, from that point forward, I believe that's 33 or 34 games, this offense is averaging less than 18 points per game. So they're not in a rut. They're not in a valley. This is who they are oh, yeah. as an offense. Mm-hmm. And Mitch has been part of that problem. No, I agree with you. And hence the yeah. reason why I asked, can I expect something new from Mitch Trubisky? No, probably not. <laughs> it's an offensive problem. Okay, so, and you mentioned, yes, I used to cover the Bears. I was in that locker room a lot. And I know now with COVID concerns, you can't really be in the locker room and relying on Zoom calls. So it's hard to kind of really get the pulse of the team. But I guess I'm going to ask you, since you are in Chicago, you hear these callers and you're around this team much more than I am. What is the pulse of this football team? Like, is there still some confidence? Because, hey, look, they're not completely out of it. They've got two games still left against the Green Bay Packers. Like, can this offense just become okay and not inept? Like, what is the pulse in Chicago right now? Well, first of all, I think if you have a pulse, you're in the hunt these days. Um, <laughs> from a fan's perspective, you can you can understand it's dejection. It's, it's disappointment that – you know, you have this defense that may not be the dominant group they were in 2018, and they were a top six or seven defense last year. Uh, they're still a top ten defense. You can win with this group. So I think from a fan's perspective, um, you, you know, there's a sense that they're wasting this defense, and there, there's ultra – I wouldn't call it maybe depression is too strong a word, but there's uh, disappointment for sure. I think inside the locker room, the one thing as critical as I've been of Matt Nagy's play calling and game planning and and lack of of willingness to make some adjustments. I think he's done a nice job managing the culture inside that locker room. And listen, 
as somebody who was part of a, a less than prolific offense back in the old days as a Bears player, we received quite a, a good amount of scorn from our defense, and it was just. I think that this defense hates this offense. They wouldn't tell you that, but I think that they've held their composure quite well. But I, agree. I think if it doesn't get a little bit better, the nerves will continue to fray, and you just, I mean, you, you just can't continue to waste this defense and expect that everything's going to be, um, you know, blue skies and sunshine in that locker room on a day in a day out basis. But I do give Matt Nagy a lot of credit for keeping these guys all pulling on the same end of the rope because defensively they come to play offensively. They're a train wreck. Tom Waddle, we appreciate it. The host of Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN 1000 in Chicago is joining us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. It was good to talk to you, Tommy. We'll catch up with you soon. Be well, Tommy. Thank you, guys. Continued success. Always fun talking. Thank you. Same to you. So the Ravens have two games in less than a week, as it stands as of right now. Will they play either of them? We don't know. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio on the SiriusXM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin on a Friday morning. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for them. We're happy to be here we got to talk a little bit of Ravens football because Ravens and Steelers was supposed to be the primetime game last night. It was postponed to Sunday, and now we've got even more issues. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance, and now we're going to go to that Shell Pennzoil performance line, and that's where Dennis Pitta joins us. He is a former Ravens tight end, and he's also the Ravens radio analyst. Dennis, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. So the Ravens are scheduled as of now to play two games in the next six days. Considering how many positive tests they have across the organization, how different difficult is that going to be if the league does decide to continue with the schedule they have in place right now? 
Well, good morning, guys. And uh, to answer your question, that's going to be uh, a very difficult task to be able to play. Uh, not only what's a pivotal game on their schedule uh, against the Steelers, but to do it shorthanded. I mean, no Lamar Jackson at this point. Their two starting centers, Matt Skura um, and backup Patrick McCarry, are both out of this game, um, decimated on their defensive line. They really only have one quarterback on the active roster going into this game, which would be RG3. They would have to bring up Tyler Huntley from the practice squad to be their backup. Um, their top two running backs would not be in this game. I, I think it would be very difficult um, for the league to keep this game as is on Sunday at 115. I think you're going to have to see this game get postponed once again. And they, they play again on Thursday against the Cowboys. And so um, how the schedule shakes out for them, whether they take this week off and just prepare for the Cowboys on Thursday, I, I don't know how that's going to look. Um, but it's going to be very difficult them to play and if they do in fact have to play um they will be very shorthanded in that game for sure it's a six and four ravens team as you well know dennis covering this team and they look wildly different from a six and four team that's in the hunt without lamar jackson understanding how the offensive side of things has struggled and at times it feels like it's lamar jackson go make things happen well when he's out with covid and when they do return to play inevitably that will be without their star RG3 becomes that guy. How does that shift what has been the offensive scheme, albeit questionable? What does it now become, and does it tailor itself more towards the type of talent that RG3 currently is? Yeah, it's a good question. I think a question we're all wondering right now, what does this offense look like uh, with RG3 under center? Now, RG3 has some of the same skill sets as Lamar Jackson, um, I say some, obviously he's not Lamar Jackson. He recognizes that everybody in that organization recognizes that. Um, but I think overall you can do a lot of the same things in the run game that you would normally do with Lamar Jackson. Um, a, a lot of the zone read, read option type things. He's just less of a threat when he keeps the football, but he's capable. Um, you know, you see offenses around the league use similar run concepts like that with quarterbacks that are less mobile than RG three. And so, um, a lot of their run game won't change. Um, and, and listen, RG3 ha has been a pretty good passer in spots where he has had to enter the game. Obviously not this year, but at times last year, certainly in the preseason a year ago, he was um, pretty accurate when he was in the football game. And so I think they'd have a lot of confidence in him throwing the football. Um, and that's a, an area that they have not succeeded in this year. And really one of the big reasons why you know, this offense has looked so drastically different. Um, this offensive line has been decimated with injury. Um, no bigger loss than at the beginning of the season when guard Marshall Yonda retired and they had to try and replace him. I don't think they've been able to replace him, and that's really led to a lot of their offensive struggles. And then an injury to Ronnie Stanley for the season, their all-pro left tackle. Um, up front, they have not been very good, and, and that's a, a huge reason why they've struggled offensively this year. And, and that certainly won't improve um, whether you have Lamar Jackson back there or RG3. We're talking to Dennis Pitta, former Ravens tight end. He's also the Ravens radio analyst. So, Dennis, on Thursday when this game was postponed, meaning yesterday it was supposed to be the primetime game, and now it was, it's was it been moved to Sunday, and I know that game is now in question. We saw a lot of tweets and things coming out from Steelers players essentially complaining about the game being moved, and, and I know this has now happened twice to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's kind of the world we're li living in. What was your reaction to seeing some of these Steelers players complain about the game being moved and complain about the Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah, you, you don't fault them. I think this is a difficult season for players. Um, you know, you want to, especially if you're the Steelers, you, you come off a big win against Jacksonville, you're, you're healthy, you're fresh. You want to be able to play the Ravens this week and ride that momentum, especially considering the Ravens just came off a really tough, hard-fought game last Sunday against the Tennessee Titans in which they lost. And to have to turn around in four days for the Ravens and play a juggernaut in the Steelers um, would be a, a very tall order for the Ravens to be able to pull that off, especially a game this pivotal in their season. They have lost three of the last four games, and they are really reeling as a team. And so they need this game to be able to get back on track. The Steelers know how vulnerable the Ravens are in this position right now and have an opportunity to to lock up the division with a win against the Ravens. And so you understand the frustration. I mean, I would be frustrated whether you're on either side of the, uh, you know, the ball on this one. And so um, it's just such an atypical year and so many different circumstances that players are not used to, to dealing with. Um, this would now be the, their second game for the Steelers that has been postponed. They were supposed to play the Titans early in week four and had to take their bye week then. So the frustration is, is, is justified in my opinion. And uh, I think I'd, I'd feel the same way if I were them. Dennis, you touched upon the recent struggles of the Ravens. The Ravens, though, are 6-4 and four, and still very much in this thing with postseason aspirations. And it's a softer schedule down the stretch. But with all this attrition in front of them and the recent struggles, do you have legitimate concerns that the Ravens making it to the postseason are in question at this point? Yeah, I think there's legitimate concerns. Um, and you mentioned it, it's, it's – you know, it's certainly a league of attrition, and the Ravens have not fared well against the battle of attrition, um, and especially with, with the latest cases of COVID. Um, but, but from an injury standpoint, their offensive line is decimated. Um, four of the five starters in their last game were all new starters than when they started the season. Um, and that's, you know, a lack of continuity up front is always difficult um, when you're trying to play offensive line. But other than that, they just had, you know, their defensive line has been decimated. They, they have had injuries all over the field. Um, their star tight end, Nick Boyle, who was their best blocking tight end, who was key to their offensive success and doing a lot of what they do in the run game, went down for the season with a knee injury. So uh, this has been a team that has been decimated by injury. Um, they were clinging to life the last couple weeks and just trying to survive and get a win and, and uh, stay relevant in the playoff race. And so this game against the Steelers was going to be huge for them. And unfortunately it gets pushed back. And now it's certainly in doubt this Sunday as well. So, um, you know, this, this is a pivotal stretch for them, but like you mentioned, they have, you know, some, some winnable games coming up. You have the Cowboys, you have the giants on the schedule. You have um, some of those teams in the NFC East that you feel like you could take advantage of down the stretch. Um, but who knows? I mean, this is obviously Pittsburgh division right now. Um, they're in the driver's seat, and the Ravens have a, a big-time uphill battle to be able to, uh, to at least get that wild-card spot in the postseason. No doubt. Let's just work on getting everyone healthy first. Dennis yeah. Pitta, former Ravens tight end and Ravens radio analyst, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. So I'm going to try and help you out. I'm going to try and help you make back a little of that money that you lost yesterday when you put all your chips like this. Remember, it was like this. All the chips. And on the Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to try and help you out. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Subin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, yeah, let's try and get some money. Let's try and make back some of that money that you bet on the kid Dallas Cowboys yesterday. By the way, Cowboys really quick, yesterday. just to let you know, our dog is back home and sick. Just got a I text. I know, I know. My heart breaks for our little We got to get back girl. to our doggy when this show's over. I know. Shout out to Kobe, named after Kobe the legend Bryant. Kobe Bryant. We got our dog, was... our little golden retriever. Yeah. We found out we were getting her the day that Kobe Bryant passed away. So a sports tilt. Yeah, um, our Kobe girl, not not feeling good. Not I just want to let good. you know, and that. it's probably my She's fault because I gave her probably too much turkey yesterday. Anyways, uh, this Dogs is Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Turkey dogs aren't supposed to have turkey, so that's probably the problem. Don't you give her treats all the time that she's just not said supposed you gave to be the dog all the treats. You all right, let's let's get to it. Keyshawn, now, Jay, now I'm Will, slightly annoyed by the fact you Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, uh, they're not in today. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette here with you, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's try and make back some of that money. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk limitations and exclusions apply give it to me jay what do you got well you said you're gonna make some money it's not jay will or jay won't we're doing shay will or shay won't we're starting with los angeles at buffalo of course if you believe the statement to be true shay will if you don't shay won't josh allen will rush for over 32 and a half yards versus los angeles shay will shay won't okay to be clear this is not the rams this is the chargers that they're playing what did i say the rams you just said los angeles i just want to clarify so the buffalo bills are playing the los angeles chargers will he rush for over 35 or 32 and a half yards i'm gonna say will definitely will yes can you just for the for the sake of the segment say shay will shay will believe that josh allen will rush for over 32 and a half yards on Sunday against the Chargers. I also would like to say, since you asked me to, to say this, that I also got all of these right yesterday, except for Deshaun Watson throwing four touchdown passes instead of two, which is what I said. Okay. Just want to give myself a little pat on the so back. So you get to make the plays for the Cornet household. Today. Fine. Arizona at New England. Okay. Shea will or Shea won't? And the statement is, Kyler Murray passes for over one and a half touchdowns. Shea will or Shea won't? Shea will. I definitely think Kyler Murray will pass for... Over one and uh, give me two, three, maybe even four against the New England Patriots. Okay, staying within that game, the OG, Shea will or Shea won't. Cam Newton passes 
for over a touchdown and a half. Shea will, Shea won't. Mm, over a touchdown and a half. So he's to have at least two. I'm going to say won't. I think Cam Newton passes for one. He'll probably rush for one. I'll give him two touchdowns, but I don't think they're both passing. So you're saying Shea won't. Shea won't. I won't. Sam Fran not. at Los Angeles. This would be, the, be Rams. the Rams. Thank you. I've got the paper in front of me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jared Goff passes for over two and a half touchdowns. Shea will or Shea won't? I know what Shea will do. Take a shot or two at me again before the segment ends. Don't play the victim. You take just as many shots at me. I don't want to hear about it. Um, okay. I'm going to say, ooh, yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Jared Goff, Jared Goff does pass for three touchdowns. So I'm going to say Shea will. Give me Jared Goff passing for over two and a half wow. touchdowns. I don't feel good about that, but I feel okay. So let's roll with it. Good value in that one. Plus 170 going the way. Of golf going over there. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, one of the marquee matchups. Shea Will, Shea Wall, Patrick Mahomes passes for over 320 and a half yards. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Um, give me under. Give me no. Shea won't. Patrick Mahomes will not pass for that many yards. Patrick Mahomes is good for 2 250. He's still going to have a fantastic game, I think, against the Bucks in this defense. But not that good of a game. No, Shea won't. Let's talk about the GOAT in this matchup. Tom Brady, Shea Will, Shea Will. Tom Brady passes for over 304 and a half passing yards. Shea Will, Shea Will. <laughs> over 304 and a half. That's a very abstract number. I'm going to say Shea won't. If I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to hit over 300 yards, I certainly don't think Tom oh, Brady so you don't is going to hit You don't think either of them even get to 300 no, yards. No, I, th- I, I think both have very good days, both quarterbacks. I think Tom Brady is going to kind of turn this thing around and right the ship. He might have a turnover just because that seems to be what's going on here. But I don't think he passes for over 300 yards. I don't think Mahomes passes for that many either. Um, I think both teams kind of try and utilize their run game that has, you know, been better for Kansas City, obviously, especially now that they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire and they have Le'Veon Bell, but I think the Buccaneers need to establish their run game more effectively. So give me under for Tom Brady as well. Shea won't. Bruce Arians wants 700 yards from Tom Brady. He doesn't care if it comes with 10 interceptions. <laughs> he may not even care if it comes with a win. All right, Chicago-Green Bay, uh, one of the most storied rivalries in all the NFL, your Chicago Bears gal. Shea will or Shea won't? Aaron Rodgers passing touchdowns over two and a half. Uh, I won't. I won't do it. You love the you love Packers to roll in this game. You don't love it, but you picked it. I picked it. Okay, but I still think that I, I think the Packers will beat the Bears. I don't think it's because Aaron Rodgers just goes off and the offense goes off and puts up a million points. Hello, Bears defense still there, still top ten, still great. Offense not so good. Why do I think the Packers are going to win? Uh, yes, I think Aaron Rodgers throws two passing touchdowns. Two and a half meaning three. No, give me Shea won't. Thanks for war and peace before ultimately answer the question there. Greatly appreciated. Seattle See? at Philadelphia. Shot. That's a shot. Total match touchdowns in this one. Shea will or Shea won't under three. Okay, so help me with this, Lingo. That means that both teams will not have three touchdowns? Yeah, you're saying under three touchdowns in this in game? In the whole game? Is that what we're saying? Under three touchdowns in what? this game. That's a Shea Wolf. But listen, listen, the value in this is plus 1,200. I don't care if it's plus a million. Would you, would you go for the value of plus 1,200 that there's not three touchdowns okay. scored in this Perfect. game? I'm glad everyone's hearing this. This is the kind of stuff Jordan does. So because the value is high, you would just pick something you don't believe is possible. Shea, let me tell you how this works. I didn't pick these. I'm just presenting them to you. The yelling yeah, is going to commence here in a couple just, minutes because we're, yelling. I'm we're riding to home together. I, am I just provided to you, you the slate. Do it do is that. Seattle and Philadelphia. 
Total amount of touchdowns. Not picked by me with great value of plus 1,200. Oh, Do you spicy. think there will be three oh, touchdowns spicy or not in this now game? over there, aren't you? <laughs> Don't throw things Do you up. think it, yes or no? No, she won't. Who the heck would think there's going to be under three touchdowns in a game with Russell Wilson? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, especially against Philadelphia. Who can't stop a nosebleed? You said no. They, you said they may not bring us back to this show. Maybe not. You want to know why? Because I refuse to work with you again after <laughs> no, this today. Oh, after please. this national display of yours, of bullying <laughs> and not being loving, that's why I enjoy the most about you, your loving heart. I don't know who this woman is, but I hope the one I ride home with is not this I one. know what this is. You just have a short fuse because you lost all that money yesterday with the Cowboys. I understand. I know. And so you just can't handle a little back and forth. Normally it's you throwing the shots at me and I'm just coming back at you this time and you just can't handle it because you had a rough day yesterday at the office. Fairly diagnosed. Actually spot on. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm feeling right sleep. now. You're also lacking sleep. We've been up early two it, days in a row. That, you got to do college football day tomorrow. That is how I know I picked the right woman. Because everything she just said is absolutely accurate. I am furious at the Cowboys <laughs> for the money I lost. I am furious how stupid they make me made me look on this show yesterday. Who goes all in on the Cowboys? You. Who goes all in on <laughs> you, Andy Dalton? Love. I'm a Bengals guy. I know what Andy Dalton's been. I know what the Cowboys are. Why did you let me do this? I'm actually oh, shift blame. You're kidding me. Also, Why did you let me bet also, on the Dallas Cowboys? As you pointed out yesterday, I got a future bet on them to win the NFC East. We got sh- more money to lose. Don't still, don't admit that. Don't talk about that so loudly. Tell everybody. You told everyone you yesterday. Spent the whole show telling everybody <laughs> about it. Can it's, we just bring one other thing up why I think you might be a little grumpy? Because yesterday you pointed out how a very angry Twitter person or someone criticized you and said when you shave your face, you look like a thumb. And then yesterday you went and shaved your face and indeed a little thumbish today. So what does that say about you? You're attracted to thumbs. Yeah, I am. I'm attracted to you. That I'm could attracted. get really weird. That's not how we want to end our two days here. <laughs> We've had a great time filling in for the heavyweights Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, they do a fantastic job. We greatly appreciate the audience letting us rock with you for the last eight hours over these last two days. If you liked what you've heard, great. You can catch us on Sundays, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on game day, Sunday on ESPN Radio. And if you hated this, guess what? The heavyweights come back on Monday. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin will be with you to recap what you saw on Sunday, to preview what's coming up on Monday. But, babe, I thought we did a pretty good job here operating as a married couple so early in the morning and doing it for four hours on two consecutive days. And we only had like three fights. That's pretty good for us. Normally we get a few more in on Sunday. And I didn't start any of them this time. Uh, Can you believe it? No, well. You You love to see it, don't you? When I see how much money you bet on the Cowboys, we might start a real fight. It's not a lot of money to see there anymore. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn. Jay, Will, and Zubin, Jordan and I are out. See you at home, babe. We'll see you later. See you at home, babe. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.